It is so hot. It is hot. It is so hot in the studio right now. The air conditioning is broken. And uh, Franklin, the air conditioning is broken. Franklin has left the sound department and joined the repair the appliances department, and he sucks at it. That, well, uh, that's the bottom line. He sucks at it. The AC is busted. Well, it's because his father was in the repair the stuff department here. And, yes, here at and Be More his, Smarter his, Industries. His mother was a sound person, but they're estranged. They are definitely strange. There's they no are. doubt about that. I am just back from a uh, holiday. Yeah, today. where where were you on holiday? Uh, my wife Pickles and I were yeah. in Martha's Vineyard. Martha's now who's Martha? Uh, I'm not really sure. You know, I lived with a Martha once. Yeah. Uh, yes, I lived with. Uh, uh, I guess I could say Martha McPhee. Martha McPhee. Yes, Martha McPhee. Oh. Okay. I lived in a room in her apartment. She <laughs> she is the the daughter. Like where did you live? Like in the larder or something? No, I lived like, in, what do in, you a in a room in, room in her apartment. Like a I, bedroom. I subletted a bedroom in her apartment. You, She's you subletted sub subletted subletted. Oh, sorry, subdlet. No, I think you just sublet. I, I think sublet. sublet is the past I tense subletted. of sublet. No, 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 you sublet. She's the daughter of a Pulitzer Prize winning author John McPhee. John McPhee? Yes. I don't know anybody named McPhee. And I, she, she is I, a, sorry, she is a fine novelist in her own right. What was she doing renting a room to you? I don't know. Okay. I didn't last very long there. <laughs> okay, then. Um, in case anybody hasn't realized, this is episode 61. 61! 61. 61. Asterisk! Episode 61, asterisk. Yes, we have to put an asterisk on this yes. episode. This episode Absolutely. is directed by Billy Crystal. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and and uh, I'm very tired. And it's very late. It's very late. And so, I'm melting so here from the temperature. This is going to be a no edit show. This is a no edit show. We're going to add music hey, 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 later hey, on. Sh- stop shouting! You're shouting! You're shouting! Well, we can't edit that out. No, but stop shouting. I can okay. stop you from shouting for the rest of the episode, right? But we can't just retroactively talk, no, just go back. Just talk normally, please. Just talk normally. And how are you? Oh dear God! Today on the show we have a new filmian oracle. We have the crossword tip of the quarter month back after many weeks of uh, a hiatus and uh, uh, some other old favorites. And I'm wearing horrible headphones. The, uh, the, and you know what happens with horrible headphones? What? The Filmian theme music is deafeningly loud. Oh, no. I, you have no idea how loud it is no! until it comes after you. Here it comes. I guess we're that that did you can What's you hear that? anything? What? what? Excuse me. Uh, so Ryan is now deaf for the rest of the show. This oh is my, my opportunity to say to you all, uh, I think Ryan is uh, quite a fine gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> no, that clearly doesn't work. Wow, uh, cutting what? remarks <laughs> I am from the other cutting. side of the studio. I am a cutter. You are. You're I, a sailboat. I cut. Yes, I am a sailboat. I am also a pitch from Mariano Rivera. <laughs> that is me. You are. Uh, what happens next? Somebody? Anybody? You know what? No, what? Pitch. The word pitch yeah. means a lot of different things. Yes, it does. A pitch in baseball. Is this pitch. today's English tip no, of the No, but I just think, because when you said a pitch from Mariano Rivera, yeah. I wasn't really sure what you meant. I but meant a, throwing the baseball. A pitch in baseball, yep. uh, like a sales pitch. Yep. Uh, it's like uh, the black sticky stuff. The black that, sticky yep, stuff, and something pitch. can be at a pitch. Yep, a pitch, uh, like a tone. Like, like a, a tone, tone, but also yeah. at an angle. Something can be... Oh, at, yep, at an angle. That's wow. true. It's a that's lot, a lot yep. of different... Uh, yep. It's also a verb. I mean, to pitch something is it to is? throw it. Wow, it, it, it's like it's like the verbal equivalent of eggs. It is the verbal equivalent... What? Eggs. You can do anything with eggs. I cannot do anything you with eggs. You can do just about anything no, with no, eggs. No, no, no. Have you seen me in the kitchen? I can't do anything well, with eggs. Well, a chef can do just about anything I they want to do with chef. eggs. 
Do I have to snap to get the next segment oh, going? Oh, sorry. Viewer mail. Opening it up. Uh, the first viewer mail we have comes to us from our friend Neville Fogarty. Squishy that's, Defeated. That's mine. I don't, I don't know where the... Oh, here it is. So if you could start us off here by reading the first viewer mail. Neville Fogarty, Squishy Defeated. Dear Ryan and Brian. As I'm sure you noticed, this week there's been a lot of conversation on the Cruciverb mailing list this week with regard to what sorts of words people get frustrated with in crosswords, both as constructors and, in my opinion more importantly, as solvers. As gentlemen, thank you, who've been in this game for a little while now, thank you again, I'd like to know what your take on all of this is. How do you guys feel about the one, the one, the one L in roll... Does it need a spelling variant, or should it be in there at all? How about spelled out letters like Aich, A-I-T-C-H? How do you pronounce that? Seriously, how do you pronounce that? Yeah. It comes between G and I. How do you think you pronounce it? Uh, G, I don't know. Thank you very much. I'll be here all the week. Wow. Okay, then. Uh, uh, what's your crossword entry pet peeve? First, before we answer this. Okay, you have to you have to change the subject immediately. No, I'm not changing the subject okay, at all. No, this go, is go ahead. It's about you, this mail. It's what you do. You know what I read? You know what I my first reaction was after I read this mail? Apparently, it was shouting. <laughs> I'm sorry. The microphone is at a different angle. We've changed our microphone angle, and I don't know what to do. Okay, I'm okay, wearing different okay. headphones. Okay, 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 okay. Relax. You have to relax. <laughs> our friend who works for NPR advised us to change our microphone pitch. And yeah, I'm yeah. All... You hear that? Did you oh, hear that? Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at me. I'm all discombobulated. I know. I am too. Plus, but it's so freaking hot in it here. It is very hot. But oh, here, my God. Here, Franklin. <laughs> here's my reaction to this viewer mail. Yeah. I cannot believe we got a viewer mail here on the Crossword Podcast that had anything to do with crosswords. It is. When, <laughs> when was the last time? When was the last time we had a viewer mail that had anything at all to do with crosswords? Oh, my God. I think it's been quite quite a long time. Quite a long yeah, time. a very, very long time. So let's talk about this. What do you think about the word enroll? I don't like when it. When it's spelled E-N-R-O-L. I don't like L. it. You don't like it? Well, I mean, if it's actually a legitimate variation, spelling variation. Well, it I must guess be. It's, That's I guess why it's, it's okay, you. but it's very unsatisfying. I mean, the real it. word, I mean, the real word enroll, E-N-R-O-L-L. It only has one L when it needs to satisfy a crossword fill. Like, that's it. That's the right. only time, nobody, right? Nobody spells it with... Of course I mean, not. Is it a different word? I don't think so. I think it means the same thing. Like, I don't you like sign it. up for something. I don't like it. And what about spelling letters? Like, you pr chose to pronounce it wrong. I, I expect it was for a comic effect of sorts. You know what? Honestly, it wasn't. No? You just didn't know what it was? Because you read all these mails ahead of time, so you're ready to record the show, right? I read what now who? Okay. It's H, of course. A-I-T-C-H is the official spelling of the letter H. I don't, I, I don't know why letters need to be spelled. They're I, letters. And I don't like the fact that the spelling of the letter has the letter in it. How would you spell H? I don't know, but it just seems cannibalistic to have an H in the spelling of H. Really? Don't Are there think? any letters that you can spell without the letter in it? Sure. Like what? Um, if. If, if is just a word. If. Yeah, how do you spell F? E, E, Q, W. Okay, then. So the only one I can think of would be you could choose to spell the letter U, E W E. Oh, so you knew no. one? No, I I made this one up. I mean, it's a it's a it's a a, a girl sheep. Is a it's a it's a you <laughs> a girl sheep. It's a, a girl. Sheep. Why does that make me so uncomfortable? <laughs> I can't even bear it. Oh, I was already uncomfortable. 
Um, wow. So you know what, Neville? I don't like enroll with one L. I don't like spelling letters. Uh, Ryan, do you have a very particular crossword pet peeve? I well, I think it's it's words that don't exist outside of crosswords. But on the other hand, I appreciate that if some that if a crossword constructor has built this grid and they get to a corner and they love their grid and they they find that the only thing that will fit in there is some sort of spelling variant that they yeah. go with that. I well, you know, I mean, I don't that. know. I I read the Crucifer uh, mailing list there, and it was uh, Merle Regal went on at some length about this and and he claimed that he doesn't think it's right to use some bogus spellings of things in order to accommodate like one cool entry right that, that's that's not a fair trade-off find a way to do it without using the bogus spellings of course i, I have to say merle i think you're a genius uh, and you do you've designed a lot of wonderful puzzles but i've done some of your puzzles that have some nonsense words in them i i think all constructors have to use nonsense words now and then. I think it's I don't inevitable. Think that, I don't think that anybody is free of this. I, I, it's unfortunate, but you get away with it once in a while, I guess. Yes. I, I guess you kind of have to. I mean, that's why enroll with one L has been in there so much, and we spell letters all the time. If if, if I it's, don't know. If it's one instance in an otherwise great crossword, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, if but if it's, if it's only there to justify, you know, like, Aida... Then it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, Aida needs no justification. None whatsoever. You know, uh, t- Neville, to answer your question, the the one crossword word that I always hate is Tyro. I, I Whether don't... it's T-Y-R-O or T-I-R-O, it's a word that doesn't exist anywhere except puzzles that I can't solve. That's the only place it exists. I don't mind Tyro. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> Fine. Well, thank you, Neville Squishy Defeated, for proving once again that I am wrong. Yes, indeed. Moving What's on. What's next? Uh, we have David Stein. David Stein. He has a classroom. We met at the ACPT. He teaches math. He asked them, would you rather? Yeah, it's not as good when you do it. Oh. (laughs) Uh, David Stein emails us with, the subject is between. Dear Ryan and Brian, why are you always first? Why is it Ryan and Brian? Alphabetical. Dear Ryan and Brian, your discussion of the misuse of the word between reminded me of a hissy fit I had a couple of years back. This sounds like the beginning of a Thomas Heilman story, if you want to know my opinion. Anyhow, continuing, I used to bring a frozen entree to work for lunch. I was particularly fond of the palak paneer from a company called Ethnic Gourmet. On the package of the frozen food, there were directions for microwaving the entree. One of those steps suggested that I should pierce the plastic film between two and three times before cooking. (laughs) This drove me crazy. It is impossible to pierce the film, say, 2.5 times. The problem was a misuse of the word between. They should have instructed the user to pierce the film two or three times. That would make sense. For several days running, I called the 1-800 number on the package to ask them to change the instructions. I thought they would be pleased to hear my constructive criticism, but they were not. In fact, the last time I called, the woman told me that I was a kook and nobody cared about stuff like that. She may have had a point. I have nothing to say about soup, but eating Campbell's soup without heating it up is disgusting. David Stein, still no one's mother. Uh, oh, sorry. Wait a minute. I have to file Neville. Oh, yeah, please. Would you file that away under uh, old viewer mail? This, this viewer mail made me laugh. Uh, David Stein, you are a funny, funny man. And heating up uh, Campbell's soup or not heating up Campbell's soup, obviously we've misfiled you in the wrong segment of the show because ways I'm wrong about soup is coming up a little bit later. This, his email also reminded me of the way I used to heat up uh, TV dinners. How was uh, that? When when they would say uh, heat heat in the microwave for two and a half to three minutes. Yeah, I would always heat it up for two minutes and forty five seconds. Sure, I would that go sounds right, right in the middle, and I would think, well, why don't they just say two minutes and forty five seconds? 
Well, they need to uh, they need to account for variance in microwaves. Variances of wattages. Yeah, wattages and amperages and ohmages and other sorts of electrical mumbo jumbo. Ohmages. O H M. Isn't that an electrical I thing? I think it's an homage. I think no, that's H O M. It's pronounced with an H at the beginning. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, what's on. next? Oh, David Steiner, are you coming to Lollapazoola? Oh, yeah, David, we'd like you, to see you, you at Lollapazoola. You only live in Pennsylvania, so, so you're really obligated. Absolutely. So let us know. Yep. Maybe you've already signed up and we've forgotten. But if It's you possible. Have... Ryan is in charge of handling all of the sign-ups, and he forgets just about everything, so it's hard to tell. I'm in charge of the who? Read the next viewer mail, Michael if you will. Marcus. Does Michael Marcus have a, a nickname? No, not really. Michael Marcus walks his dog, though. And you know who else walks his dog? Uh, Jim, the gavel, Fred, Fred, Sam, what? uh, Vic, 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 the gavel. Fleming. Yes. Uh, Michael Marcus. It sounds kind of, uh, ancient Roman. Uh, well, maybe that's why he has that Latin at the end of his, he uh, he does have that Latin thing. Yes. Is that the one that says anything in Latin sounds profound? I think that is. I think that's, that's the quote. Yeah. Michael Marcus says, hey guys, you spoke last week about how Amanda... Yesnowitz, the unparalleled, paralleled verse engineer, a shining light to us all, was a subscriber to the Dead Tree version of the Times, but did not have a premium subscription and thus was unable to access the second Sunday puzzle online. I thought that she and the rest of the viewers should know that all home delivery subscriptions include free access to the online crosswords, so Amanda should be able to sign herself up on the Times website. Looking forward to seeing you at Lollapazula 2, The Wrath of Khan, Michael Marcus, Quid, Quid, Latin Dictum Sit, Altum Viditur. Uh, I think Michael has mis misinterpreted what Amanda was saying. I don't believe she's a subscriber. I believe she just buys. That might be so. But what Michael is saying is that if, if you have a subscription, then you can go online and get the puzzles for free. But if you just buy it, then you can't. Right. This taps into what we suggested last week, where we thought the puzzle or the page that the puzzle should be on instead should have a little code word. Such as Papelbon. 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 As uh Cross The way Crosscant spells it. Papelbon. Papelbon. Uh and and if you type the code word if you type the code word Papelbon into the website, then Papelbon website. Yes, then you get the the yeah. Do you think www.papelbon.com is taken? It might be. Do you think we could we could sign up to be papelbon.org? Uh, you know what? It probably is already taken. Now, I believe that uh, this weekend's magazine had the second Sunday puzzle, didn't it? That's what I heard. I heard that. I did not buy the magazine this week. I'm sorry. I, I have not had time. I'm very busy uh, not being on vacation with Ryan's wife. I was on vacation, and I still did not buy it. Oh, but well. but if you buy the magazine, you're buying it with the with the implicit understanding that you're going to get the second Sunday puzzle, and so therefore you should have access to you it. You really should. You, you really should. You're right. So, our final viewer mail of the week uh, comes to us from Raymond Hamill. Raymond Hamill. Raymond Hamill, who is, of course, the director of a medical research library at the University of Wisconsin. Which is a wonderful play. It is. Uh, it's a play now. It used to be a television show. Apparently, it's been readapted for the stage. It's a teleplay. Uh, it's currently running off, 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 off Broadway. Yes. Uh, Raymond writes to us with the subject, listener mail. Dear Ryan and Brian, by writing this note for viewer mail, I will make it easier for you to speak my name for the fifth and final time as my contest prize. And by the way, shouldn't it be listener mail, or am I missing the video component of your podcast somehow? You haven't been watching it this whole time? Raymond, R Ryan is like doing dances and acting out little shadow puppetry stuff. Oh, what, it's a what? whole new dimension. Oh my god. 
Uh, we've actually addressed this on previous shows that uh, I think we made the song is called Viewer Mail because listener has too many syllables. Wasn't that it? It didn't parse correctly. Something like didn't that. didn't scan. Uh, Raymond continues, sadly, I have no dog to walk. I tried taking my hermit crab for a walk once, but it ended in disaster. I will spare you the details, but no bobcat was involved. Thanks for the fun, Ray Hamill. Uh, there's a, first of all, I'm, I'm a little bit possibly disappointed. This sounds to me like Raymond Hamill is done listening to our show. Like, we've mentioned him five times. The way he says, thanks for the fun, it's yes. sort of a farewell. Goodbye. Ray, are you leaving us? We don't leave us. We think you're fantastic. Yes. Uh, as, as something of an acknowledgement of how fantastic we think he is, I've gone to essentially the, the equivalent of rayhamill.com. That's not really the site, but it's it is... It's actually Papelbon.com. It's Papelbon.com. It is, uh, it is Ray Hamill's homepage, and he is an amazing guy. He's designed a ton of puzzles, and he has authored books, and uh, this is amazing. I'm going to just give you a little bit of a rundown of this. Uh, Ray Hamill's homepage. I am the director of the Lawrence Jacobson Library at the Wisconsin Primate Research Center. Wow. How about that? <clears throat> it looks like he specializes in non-human primates. Over the last 29 years, I've written trivia quizzes for live shows, publications, and websites. I was the trivia master for the New York Times trivia quiz. And uh, I have been a 17-time winner of the world's largest media trivia contest in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. The world's largest media trivia contest is in Stevens Point. Is that the world's largest in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, or is it the world's largest in the world? Please explain, Ray, if you're still listening. If you are. You, maybe you've tuned out. I don't know. Uh, and in 1986, he was elected to the Trivia Bowl Hall of Fame. That's wow. amazing. He's had 2,000 crossword puzzles published in a variety of, uh, of magazines and newspapers, including, of course, the New York Times. And, uh, and also on this website, he has a list of the six movies he has seen most recently, which are The Big Parade, Steel Helmet, Invisible Stranger. No, I'm sorry. Invisible Strangler, The Phantom, The Blood Beast Terror, and Evan Almighty. <laughs> I wish I could have said that without laughing. Oh, man. And wow. Evan Almighty. Wow. Okay, Ray. I've I, only heard of one of those. <laughs> the, the Steel Helmet, right? Right. That's yeah. a classic, the a classic. Steel Helmet. Uh, Ray Hamill, you're fantastic. I hope we mention you on many, more, many, many more shows. I have two questions for Ray. All right. Questions for Ray. Go. Uh, First question, Brian and I both want new jobs, and I think we'd both like to work with primates. How does that, how do we get that happening? Yes. And two, are you coming to Lollapazoola? I know you live in Wisconsin, but that's only three or four states away. Yeah, it's pretty close to... So you're pretty much obligated. I think you are, just like, who is it who's lived in Pennsylvania? David Stein? David Stein, okay. he, we, he met him at the CPT, he has a contest we asked him would you rather he has a contest he has a class he doesn't have a contest he uh, entered a contest uh, i'm going to file ray's email with all of the others thank you i and believe at this point we have to viewer mail closing it up our next point on the agenda is uh, well, is what? What is it? Answers of the week. Yeah, normally we turn to our friend Mike Nothnagel to uh, answer questions we have previously posed in the but podcast. there's been a coup. There has been, in fact, a coup. Those of you who listened to episode 60, uh, well, I guess that's me. I don't know if anybody else listened to episode 60 besides me. But I'm, I remember how uh, our friend Sammy the Dentist, Chomp, uh, wrote into us <clears throat> saying that he wanted to take over for Mike Nothnagel and answer all of our questions. So I think we're going to try this on a trial basis. Yeah, so uh, Mike Nothnagel has uh, graciously agreed to this transfer of power. 
And uh, Sammy, you are now responsible for answering all of our questions. I guess you started with some things we asked last week. So Sammy, Cuckoo Kachoo the Dentist. What do you think about that? I don't like it. Cuckoo Kachoo? Nope. See, coo. He had a coo. Yeah, I know. Cuckoo Kachoo. No. He titles his email... <laughs> I do believe in blank. Because what did you say last week? I uh, I was scared because I didn't think Franklin existed. And then I said, I do believe in ghosts. And then you couldn't I figure do. out what that was and from. And then I thought maybe it was I do believe in spooks. And I didn't know what it was from. So, Sammy says, gentlemen, in answer to your question, Bert Lahr, as the cowardly lion in The Wizard of Oz, says, I do believe in ghosts. I do. I do. I do. Brian, regarding your line reading during the podcast, which may have caused the confusion surrounding the origin of the phrase, it sounded like the M&M's commercial with Santa. They do exist. Chomp, Sammy, the dentist. Uh, Sammy's wrong, isn't he? <clears throat> well, I actually think the line is, I do believe in spooks. I, I, I think I was correct when I corrected myself. I do believe in spooks. But Sammy is right. It was spoken by the Cowardly Lion in The Wizard of Oz. So it's, it's when they all arrive at the, the wizard's chamber and it's just the voice of the wizard, and you can't see the wizard, and he gets scared, right? And he's, he's holding, the coward, he holds his tail. And he holds his tail, and then his, he, his tail scares him some more, but he, <laughs> he does, I think, mumble to himself, I do believe in spooks. I do, I do, I do. Let me give everybody a piece of advice. What's that? Go back and watch The Wizard of Oz. It's a good movie. Bert Lahr is freaking hilarious. He's awesome. And he's not 1939 hilarious, so look how cute he is trying to be funny. No, 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 he's just funny. He's hilarious. He is great. You know who else is great in that movie? Who? Ray Bolger. Ray Bolger is fantastic. He is just brilliant. Yes. Uh, just, the whole thing is really quite amazing. You know who I think actually might be the weakest acting performance, though? Judy Garland. No, 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 I actually think it's Margaret Hamilton. As the Wicked Witch of the West. Really? I, I'm, I know that it's iconic and all of that, and I'm melting and I'm melting and, and stuff, but... It's a little over the top? Well, I don't know. I just... I, it, it, it just seemed a little... It, that seemed hokey. I don't mind the Scarecrow. I don't mind the Tin Man. I don't mind Toto. I don't even mind uh, Billy Burke as Glinda the Good Witch floating down in a bubble. But Margaret Hamilton, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's because she owned all those monkeys? I, I don't know. She owned a lot of monkeys. She did own a lot of monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. How many monkeys did she have? I don't know. That's a good question. Hey, uh, Sammy, how many monkeys did Margaret Hamilton own? Yes. And I actually, I'm curious about Margaret, not the Wicked not Witch the of the Wicked West. Ray, yeah. I want to know how many monkeys Margaret Hamilton owned. Well, she used her own monkeys in the in the movie. Were they were they non human primates? Her monkeys? Yes. Well, Ray did she Hamill, come from Wisconsin? She could have. Wow. Sammy, would you explain how all of this works? I want to know, where are the connections here? Ray Hamill and uh, uh, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. And the and, world's biggest. And the world's biggest monkey owned by Margaret Hamilton. Just explain all of it, if you yes, would. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, we're going to file this away. Yes. That is the new segment, Answers of the Week Now. Answers of the Week Now. <laughs> Which just happened then. <clears throat> so coming up next, we have uh, Ways I'm Wrong About Soup. Yes. We got actually a couple of emails. We're, st we're, we're, we're running perilously close to having more emails pertaining to ways I'm wrong about soup than there are just for the viewer mailbag. Do we need a whole new mailbag for the soup-related mail? I think it would be a, a mail can. A, ma a mail can? We should get a can opener sound effect. If only Franklin would return from air Franklin, conditioning. Franklin, come back to us. Oh, man. Uh, so let's see. The first uh, note we got about soup was from John Delphin. John Delphin is, of course, a seven-time winner of the ACPT. And star of the movie Wordplay. And star of the movie Wordplay. And he sends us an email uh, where he says that he's proofreading a reprint of New York Times puzzles. And from June 23rd, 2004, the clue is skim as soup. And the answer, defect. 
John suggests maybe you should be asking Jim Goodsell your soup questions. Who I, is Jim Goodsell? Well, I wondered the same thing. Apparently, Jim Goodsell is the constructor of that very puzzle. Ah. And this is because I didn't believe that you could actually make soup. I don't know that you could defat soup, but... Uh, you thought soup did not become thick. I didn't think soup became gelatin. It, but it does. Uh, which apparently it does. We also got an email from uh, M-O-D-F-W-O-T-C-D-W-O-T-B-D, uh, who says, I rue the recommended reliance on rue. Soup can be very good food, low in calories, high in satiety value, and it is more helpful to thicken it without fat and flour by adding pureed vegetables or simmering off some of the liquid, among other techniques. Brian is not wrong about soup. Uh, I disagree. So this is from Dan Fair's mom, a.k.a. David Stein. I disagree. I think, I think soup uh, is... It's because I suggested that you can make soup thicker by adding carrots to it. But you didn't say pureed carrots. I didn't not say pureed carrots. I might have meant pureed carrots. But you didn't specify. But I think soup is better and thicker made with some type of a fat, be it butter, be it schmaltz, be it lard. Well, you know what? I think you're right. Stuff with fat in it just tastes better. It does. So uh, now we're going to move on to our final email about uh, soup. And in this email, I'm going to be playing the part of... Amanda Estimates on Parallel, Parallel Verse Engineer or Shining Light. Should I, should I introduce that? Nah, we don't have time. Uh, Amanda emails us with, no soup for you. Brian, regarding the great soup debate, I think you're being way too dismissive of Manhattan clam chowder, which can be quite delicious. It's a different experience from the New England style, but not necessarily, not necessarily a lesser one. My younger brother and I were recently discussing the also tasty but little known Rhode Island version, which has, wait for it, a clear broth. Ba-ba-bum. I am now on a mission to find a restaurant uh, that serves a three chowder sampler. My first question is, can you help? And my second question is, how many deckers would that be? Clamoring for soup, UPVE. Uh, and that's to your first <clears throat> question. Is that what you're going to say? Well, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. What is the answer? The first question is, can you help? The answer is yes. And the second question is, how many deckers would that be? The answer is... Four. Okay, four. Uh, here's how we're going to help. We have done a little bit of research on soup and where to find various chowders. Uh, the best place to find an assortment of chowders is at Duke's. Duke's, uh, what's the full name of the restaurant? You Duke's. The, what is it called? Duke's Chowder. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get you? Duke's Chowder House. Okay. So Duke's Chowder House. Uh, they have a whole section on their menu about award-winning chowders. They offer five different chowders. Uh, the first one is a Dungeness Crab and Bourbon Chowder with sweet corn, Kentucky bourbon, and fresh Dungeness Crab. They also have Northwest Seafood Chowder, Cajun Chicken Corn Chowder, Lobster Pernode Chowder, and Duke's Award-winning Clam Chowder. And they have a chowder sampler a sample of all five of Duke's classic chowders for just twelve ninety nine. That is not bad. That's a, that's quite a deal. Now here's the here's the catch. Uh, Duke's is in Seattle. You know what that is? Uh, Seattle is a city in Washington. No, that's the catch of the day. Uh huh. Oh my god. What? That's good. It's fish related. It's fish themed. Okay. Um, it is in Seattle, Washington. It is. So that's is a little a far. So what you need uh, is something closer, and we suggest legal seafood. Uh, legal seafood is, is a, a chain. It is a chain, and it's around the Northeast. Um, but legal seafood actually offers uh, three kinds of chowder on their menu. One is legal's New England clam chowder. One is light clam chowder. Blah. And one is Rhode Island red clam chowder. Now this is a little bit weird. The light clam chowder claims to be in a clear broth, and the Rhode Island is served in a tomato broth. 
So I had to do a little more research, and I looked up chowders uh, uh, and discovered a few things. Let me let me teach you all a bit about chowder. Uh, New England clam chowder. New England clam chowder is a milk or cream-based chowder made with potatoes, onion, bacon, or salt pork, flour or hardtack, and clams. Adding tomatoes to clam chowder was shunned to the point that in a 1939 bill making... Adding tomatoes to clam chowder <laughs> was shunned to the point that a 1939 bill making tomatoes in clam chowder illegal was introduced in the Maine legislature. So that's New England Maine clam the chowder. Maine the state. Maine the state, yes. Was Bert Lahr from Maine? Possibly. I that's... do believe in chowder. I do, I do, I do believe in chowder. That was the original line from Wizard of Oz. It was. Um, then uh, we also have Manhattan clam chowder. Manhattan clam chowder has clear broth plus tomato for red color and flavor. And usually tomato chunks. Going what, on. What, what else would you would you add tomatoes? Why? What, what what would be another reason to add tomatoes besides color and flavor? What is another reason texture. to add texture? Texture. Texture. Okay. 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 What else is there in food besides color, flavor, and texture? Well, uh, I, Sammy the dentist. What else is there in food besides color? I've never flavor, heard and of texture? anybody adding tomatoes to something for texture. Uh, can I continue? If you must. I must. Rhode Island clam chowder. Traditional Rhode Island clam chowder has clear broth, though less popular than the other two. And by the other two, I think they mean New England and Manhattan. Uh, clear chowders are still served. In some parts of the state, a red chowder is served as Rhode Island clam chowder. This red chowder has a tomato broth and potatoes. Unlike Manhattan red chowder, it does not have chunks of tomato and does not contain any other vegetables. Now, I have one more chowder to talk about, and this is a surprise. We have the Outer Banks clam chowder. I've been to the Outer Banks. Have you had their clam chowder? Probably. Outer Banks clam chowder. It's served throughout North Carolina's Outer Banks region. This variation of clam chowder has clear broth, bacon, potatoes, onions, and flour as a thickening agent. There you go. So we have a whole variety of, of clam chowders here. And then, of course, what I didn't research are all the other chowders, corn chowder and chicken chowder and... Fish chowder and firehouse chowder. I'm really hungry right now. Yes, it is so hot in here. It is very oh hot. Uh, one, one last thing about chowder since Duke's is located in Seattle, we would uh, appreciate if Jim Horn, proprietor of xwordinfo.com, would make a trip there and take a picture oh, and send it to Jim, us. Jim, if you are able to have a chowder experience at Duke's and report back to us, that would be amazing. That would be excellent. It really would be just astounding. We have to get out of this segment, though, and move on. Yes. Uh, uh, what's next? The contest. Contest. The last contest. What was the last contest? Well, last week, Todd McKay gave us a contest, and it was uh, something like this. Uh, think of a three-letter word that uh, pertains to the days of summer. Which was? Add the, add the letters D-E-R to that word, in that order, but not necessarily consecutively, and you'll get another word, a six-letter word. That six-letter word and the three-letter word describes a food sometimes eaten during the days of summer. And he went on to give the hint that you, Ryan, Me. would be more likely to eat this food than I. So what was the, the word that describes summer? Dog. The dog days of summer. Dog is the word. And then where do you go from there? And if you add the D-E-R in a certain uh, way, you get Dodger. Dodger. Dog. The Dodger dog is, of course, a, a snack food offered at, uh, I, I don't know, I mean, Petco Park? Or yeah. Somewhere in California. Somewhere in California. Uh, when you watch uh, live uh, field curling. No, it's where the Los Angeles Dodgers of Anaheim play. And... Uh, <laughs> And and they serve Dodger dogs, which I think now come like juiced with some sort of a female hormone. They are, isn't the, that right? No, Something to make them the, Manny Ramirez they friendly. They are the best, most delicious hot dogs on 
on the earth. Okay, so they serve you, these hot dogs. You did not think anybody was going to get this. You thought it was too specific. I didn't say I didn't think anybody was going to get it. I said I thought it was more difficult than some contests. But we got eight correct answers. We got eight correct. Now, this does set a Filmian record for fewest correct answers. Uh, yes, but 80% of our listeners that's had the true. correct answer. Wait, wait, wait. If we got eight correct answers, I think that's like 400% of our listeners. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I think there are people who just randomly send an email that have no idea what the contest even was. Wow. Who just happened upon the right answer. Wow. So of all those people who just happened upon the right answer, we need to uh, turn to our team of Austrian yodelers and find out what they think, uh, who they think is the winner. Crank her up, boys. <laughs> And that winner is... Joanne Sullivan. Joanne Sullivan is the winner. Now, Joanne Sullivan uh, was with us at Lollapazoola last year, and then we saw her again at the ACPT. And uh, she also like did your puzzle. She did your Lost Ark puzzle. She did. Yeah. She took my idea that you misinterpreted, and ran she... with it, and sent it to the New York Times. Yeah, so what's happening with that, Joanne? Has we... anything come of that? Yes, let us know. And while you're letting us know that, let us know what you want for a prize. We still have plenty of Scratchy Yahtzee available. Scratchy Yahtzee out the wazoo. And we might have Scratchy Hangman. Do we have Scratchy we Hangman? Have, we have Scratchy uh, Scratchy Trivial Pursuit, I think. Your scratchy Trivial Pursuit. So uh, if you like scratching, uh, we have prizes for you. <laughs> now, we have a new contest this week, and this week's contest is a little bit different. It's not not a, uh, a word game like the others have been. This one is actually a crossword constructing contest. Now, don't be scared, those of you who aren't constructors. You don't need to come up with any of the words. You don't need any of the fill. Wait, first, who came up with this contest? Who came up with the oh, idea? Oh, Jeremy Horowitz came up with this contest. Yes. Jeremy Horowitz uh, came up with this, and uh, this is very, very clever. I like this. So the goal of this is to basically come up with a standard 15 by 15 crossword grid that has the highest word count. The most individual words in the puzzle. A typical New York Times puzzle has somewhere around 70, I think, Okay. Uh, words in a standard 15 by 15 grid. So uh, Jeremy wants to see the, uh, the highest word count you can come up with. Now, if you don't have crossword constructing software, that's okay. You don't need it. You can actually submit your answers, you know, in a basic email, and you can lay out the grid in an email using, you know, just letters or something. You use X for black square and O for a white square and just show us how you would lay out that grid right? Um, and come up with the highest word count. Now, you have to follow crossword constructing rules. So uh, all grids must satisfy the following standard criteria. One, 180-degree rotational symmetry. Yes. Two, no words of fewer than three letters. And three, connectedness of the white squares. So you can't have any isolated sections that, you know, don't, you know, all, all the white has to be contiguous in the grid. Right. And no words shorter than three letters and 180-degree rotational symmetry. Those are the rules. Send those in to us at rbxblog at gmail.com. And uh, the highest word count will win. Um, Jeremy offers us a tiebreaker plan, which is uh, to break ties with the usual later hosen-donning shenanigans. That sounds reasonable enough. That sounds fantastic. So send those along. And uh, do we have time for this? No, I, I think we're just going to jump ahead to our final segment. Look! On the horizon! Wait a minute, we can't jump ahead to our final segment. Now we have to do this. We said it at the beginning, we have to do it. It's not that we don't want to do it. No, 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 we do want to do it. Alright, go ahead. So the crossword tip of the quarter month. This crossword tip of the quarter month, I really should bring it up on the email, but it, it comes to us from June Pock, Squirrel of Discord. Uh, June Pock, the Squirrel of Discord, has... Uh, commented on something I, I posted something on the blog about the Sunday puzzle which was uh, 
our good friend Amy Ronaldo and uh, our other good friend Tony yes. Orbach uh, teamed up for a Sunday puzzle. And in it was what I called a piece of crossword ease, which was one of those directional abbreviations. South-Southwest. Right. SSW. And uh, I said that was crossword ease. June thinks it's not necessarily crossword ease since South-Southwest hasn't been used that often. North-Northeast, on the other hand, has been used over 120 times. And East-Northeast has been used 240 times in the Will Shorts era. So June's crossword tip of the quarter month is that if you have a directional three-letter thing that pertains to nothing you know, like which direction is, I don't know, Calcutta with regards to Antarctica, uh, most likely it's going to end with an E. That's going to begin with an N, though. Most likely it's going to end with an E. But that is the crossword tip of the quarter month, is that it probably will end with an E. So if you're stuck... Try an E in that final spot. And that is the crossword tip of the quarter month. Thank you, Junpak, Squirrel of Discord. Hey, look over there. It's the horizon. And a look at what's on the horizon. On the horizon is the grass. <laughs> wow. No? I really thought we were just going right into Thor. It's Thor. He's carrying a hammer. And then the thunder begins now. <laughs> Monday, June 29th by Paula Gamache. Good, better, or best? How do you rate this puzzle? Good. How about this podcast? Best, if I don't say. Tuesday, June 30th by Steve Dobis. Have you ever considered practicing elocution phrases to help you with on-air dispensation of spoken material? Um, uh... <sighs> Wednesday, July 1st by David J. Kahn. 30 years from now, do you think Michael Jackson will be as legendary as Elvis? I look forward to discussing it with you on Fill Me In, episode 1579. Thursday, June, July 2nd, by Elizabeth C. Gorski. This puzzle had shoe fetish and spy cam in it. What sort of kinky stuff was Gertrude Stein into? Uh, also, lemon tarts and pot pies. When are you going to start eating stuff from the puzzles? Take me to Jollibee's. Friday, July 3rd, by Kevin G. Durr, hyphen Eucalyptus. It's just a jump to the left. I'm sorry, what? And then you step to the right. You... Put your hands on your hips. Where's the buzzer? And bring the knees in tight. And it's uh, the pelvic thrust really Saturday, July 4th by Peter insane. A. Collins and Joe Crozel rhymes the with puzzle. I had steak and potatoes for my Independence Let's Day meal. How about you? Warp again. Sunday, June 5th by Tony. Yes. Orbach and Amy Ronaldo. When are we going to finally get our arc happening and submit a puzzle? I have a surprise for you. Yes. I've submitted two puzzles. Wait, what? I submitted two puzzles today. Wait, what are you talking about? I submitted two puzzles is today. Is this why you put, just ad-libbed and fade out? That's you knew exactly what you were going why I did, because I knew what I was going to say. You knew what you were going to say? I've gone on with the arc. I've submitted two puzzles today. Well, congratulations. I have, well, who knows? And nothing's happened. But, but, but congratulations that you submitted two I puzzles. Have, I have sent Which them in. Which puzzles? I have sent them in. I sent in one themeless puzzle and one themed puzzle. Well, there you go. So there you go. These are not the ones I posted on the site a while back, but I have sent in two puzzles. You know what you get for that? What do I get? An extra buzzer. 